Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, this is this has been a month, a month's worth of episodes about one thing. I, I'm so excited that we're wrapping this up, a four-parter. I'm so impressed that we stayed focused. <laughs> yes. we, we, I don't know if you've noticed this, we have a tendency to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Sometimes we'll, if there's no rabbit hole, we'll dig one and then go down it. <laughs> you, you are correct. And, and I've recently seen a text message exchange that tells me we have another rabbit trail coming that's probably going to be, I suspect it's going to be our most popular series. But enough about that. Let's talk about this series. This will have a teaser alert. <laughs> I like it. Oh, we are we are becoming very astute at the medium oh, that we're uh, working in. That this yes, the medium is the message. Um, so, uh, but this is about the twenty bad habits. Wrapping up the last five of twenty bad habits, Marshall Goldsmith's list of interpersonal behavior challenges. Um, and I I guess uh, let, let's just get into this and talk about the five because we've got some wrap up thoughts that we definitely wanted to leave people with so that they weren't uh, feeling too uh, crummy about uh, all the possible work ahead of them in personal development and uh, feeling, you know, just like they're terrible people. Uh, so we've got some thoughts about that, but we ought to probably give them the last five before we go into the encouragement. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I would just like to thank, you know, the, both our viewers who made it through the first three uh, episodes on the on the, the 20 uh, bad habits and, and, and showed up to hear five more. Right. That right there shows steel and resolve and grit, <laughs> determination. And yeah, yeah, just for showing up and clicking on this button, you're the man. This is this is encouragement right off the bat, and we're going to end with encouragement. This is great, even though it's about twenty bad habits. It's just it's all fun. Oh yeah! All right, so number sixteen. What do you got? Yep. Number sixteen, not listening. And uh, Goldsmith says it's the most passive aggressive form of disrespect for colleagues. The most passive aggressive form of disrespect is not listening. Uh, boy, I think that this can show up in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. Uh, when when you, <laughs> well, for for those of you who can't see at home, uh, Mike is texting and ignoring me right now. Um, I, I sort of I, I sort of feel like that's one of the things, right? Is it's just the style in how you listen, right? I know some really smart people who do that, and they are truly listening. I mean, they they are absorbing everything that I say but I don't know it. So uh, I feel completely disrespected when it happens, right? Um, how do you think your, your colleagues feel? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's me, it's, the, it's just a power move, mm. uh, you know? And, and uh, Simon Sinek talks about this. He talks about even if you're just standing there holding your phone while you're talking to me and listening to me, just the act of having the phone in your hand sends this unconscious message that, that, yeah, I'm listening to you now, but any moment, somebody more important could call me, and I need to be ready to take that call. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Or, or even just like your foot standing to the left, like, I'm, I'm going to walk away as soon as I can. I mean, there, there, are, there are so many little micro uh, behaviors that people unconsciously pick up on, 
and and you get labeled with that right he's you know he doesn't actually care about us he's not really paying attention there's trust broken well and you know it from from when you're a small child uh you know i heard this story the the mom's mom's in the kitchen little kid comes up and says mom you know what the meanest word in the english language is mom's you know prepared for the worst right no what is the meanest word in the english language and the little kid says uh-huh yeah that's painful yeah that's painful. even kids know when yeah. you're giving them the 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 half effort towards listening right yeah, yeah john uh-huh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, you know so so this is a behavior that that from our earliest days we know it it makes us yeah. crazy if you're being that guy stop it <laughs> right so and and we could talk about you know uh and, and we'll get into this uh, at the end but you know a uh, there are good behaviors, right? There's repeating back what you think you heard somebody say. There's eye contact. There, you know, there's a there's a number of things we could talk about. Um, let's also remember that at an organizational level, they're seeing whether or not you're listening by if you're responding to what you heard. So, so we we could uh, you know spend the next hour talking about ways to make sure that not only you respond to concerns you hear, but make sure people know that you have responded to those concerns. And by the way, the way you do that is not the important thing here is that you know that you were listened to. That that, that won't work. You you have to show. No, them. no. If I say that, then they know that I listened to them. <laughs> right? You've been heard. Now let me tell you why. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> like no, no. That yeah. No, you're so right. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. Just. Yeah, some sort of acknowledgement. We've talked about this previously. I'm at the point in my life that if, if after I'm done speaking, if you don't provide some acknowledgement of understanding or that you even heard what I just said, then I don't talk to you anymore. It's over. We're done. I, my life's too short. I'm stealing air at this point in my life. I don't have that many breaths left. I'm not wasting them on you. And so, so yeah, I, I, I was a lot more tolerant in my youth, but, but yeah, it's just, it's just so frustrating because you, you don't know, okay, did, did you, did they disagree with I, what I said? Did they even hear what I said? Mm-hmm. Are we having a conversation or is it just two people talking and we could be doing this in rooms by ourselves and it would be just as effective? That's, that's powerful. E- emphasis on the aggressive of passive aggressive. Got it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, number 17. 17, failing to express gratitude. Uh, you know, j- just just the thank you. Um, it, and he calls it the most basic form of bad manners. You know, even kids know to say thank you once, once they've had that basic training. Um, even kids can say that. Um, and, and I would add, uh, you know, maybe for some folks, it's, it's helping you have a way to say thank you um, in a way that's meaningful. Now, what do you think? I mean, I, well, tell me more about that, right? Well, I, that's that's powerful how you just showed me you were listening, Mike. Way to go. Um, what, what I'm thinking is uh, something we've talked about on this podcast before is that the AID method. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to it, it's a way to show you're listening. Right. But but it's a way to show you're paying attention to what they're doing. So so action, impact, desired result for the future. Um, and in this case, we could stop with action and impact in a, mm-hmm. in a positive scenario. We could just say, you know, hey, I've noticed that um, every day that you're on the sales floor, 
you're the first one to the door to hold it open for somebody coming in. It doesn't matter what kind of guest it is, if it's your customer or somebody else's or an employee, you always get that door for them. Thank you so much for being such a considerate part of our team. Well, and all you've done there is just acknowledge uh, what they've done, but in a way that's so specific, they know that you really mean it. Well, and I think that's the important piece is, is, is gratitude cannot be generic. Yeah. So the example you just provide them, it was about a very specific thing. And when we are going to do a podcast, one entire episode just on expressing gratitude. Yes. It's such a huge topic. But the, but the important thing is that the, the gratitude should come as soon as possible to the behavior that was observed. Mm. And the gratitude should be specific. You know, walking to the door and looking at your team and saying, you guys rock. And walking yeah. out, not gratitude. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't know anything you. about us. Right, exactly. So, so thinking about, yeah, how often did I do this? I've got, I've got leaders who who've set goals for this, and that, and you think, okay, that's insincere. No, it's not because no, it's not. Talk, when you talk to them, they say there's probably a hundred times a day that I could express my gratitude to to team members. And so setting a goal to do it three times in a day is, is not insincere. It's just you left the other 97 unsaid. That's right. And so, so setting a goal, being intentional, being purposeful around expressing gratitude is not insincere. It's actually uh, the highest form uh, of sincerity. And, and one more thing about this. If you're in an environment that is going to emphasize um, outcomes like sales results, right? You'll be tempted to thank the person at the top of the sales leaderboard. Um, you'll be tempted to thank the person who, uh, you know, sets a sales target, for instance, H hits a sales target, excuse me. Um, thank the effort. Uh, try, try really hard to find the behaviors that lead to the results you're looking for and be thankful about those things, because that's those are meaningful events that are happening and those people aren't getting credit yet. And you want them to, you want them to experience your, your, uh, your courteousness and the fact that you're paying attention. Oh, definitely. And some of my managers, leaders that I work with, you'll hear them express that. They'll say, okay, we need to get so-and-so mm. a win because yeah. they followed all the steps. They did everything we asked them to do. They did it with enthusiasm and it didn't work. Yep. And so as a form of gratitude, we're going to go find this person, you know, a win, an account, a sale, or whatever. Uh, so, be, you know, in reward for following the process, we know if you keep doing that, success will come. But in the short term, you had a setback. Let us express our gratitude to you for doing the things that we asked you to do. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just fuel. It's just absolute fuel. Gratitude is a fuel. Great stuff. Definitely, definitely. All right. Number 18. 18. This is a tough one. Punishing the messenger. I think people don't even realize that they're doing this sometimes, but Goldsmith calls it the misguided need to attack the innocent who are usually only trying to help us. So somebody's trying to help you by passing along some bad news, uh, 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 perhaps even a critique, uh, but just, just anything that you perceive as negative and what you end up doing is attacking that person instead of wrestling with the message ugly oh it's terrible it's terrible and think about think about the anguish of the messenger yep so i've i possess this information 
I know that it's valuable to be shared and it, and it will be meaningful to the, to the leader and to, to the head of the department, but I don't know how they're gonna react. So yeah, now yeah. I've got to spend a sleepless night, uh, a worrisome day, thinking about, okay, when do I tell them? How do I tell them? And, and all this stuff. And then I hope that, that they don't just take it out on me. Yeah. And, and it may have nothing to do with me, but I'm the one who has to deliver that. So so if, if you think of nothing else, think of the lost productivity. Yeah. So when, when people have this information, A, you're not getting the information as quickly as you probably need it as the leader. And B, some information is being withheld from you that, right. that if you had, you could make meaningful improvements to your department with your team. Yeah. And you can set the tone here. I mean, think of the, the flip side of this equation. You, If you get this right, you can set a tone in your organization that it's a safe place to be a true team member. And we've talked about this many times. You know, I, I love the proverb, uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Um, you know, the, the idea here is um, this, this is hard news that makes us better uh, and, and uh, drives us forward. And so be a place that makes it safe for that kind of stuff to come out instead of a place where they say, I mean, maybe they're not scared, quote unquote, but they're still gonna avoid you. They're not gonna tell you, they're gonna wait till you're gone to go back to business. Mm -hmm. So th this is a big one. Oh uh, yeah, this this is this is absolutely huge. So uh, we, you remember we had we had a meeting and there was a a, a business leader, and uh, he came to one of our conferences, and and the thing he talked about was the most exciting part of his day was when somebody brought him a problem, mm. and he said problems equal money. Oh, wow. Problems equal, we're either going to make some money if we solve it, or we're going to save some money if, as we saw, if we solve yeah. it. And he would get disappointed. If he'd go a whole day and nobody brought him a problem, huh. it was a bad day. It's like, ah, oh, nobody brought us anything. Nobody found anything or, or any way we could be better and, and brought it to our attention so we could work on it. Worst day ever. Wow. <laughs> you know? And and it was that enthusiasm, that that mindset that that led you to uh, you know his people to believe that withholding an yeah. issue, or withholding something that was painful, was actually worse than, than than sharing it. Well, okay. So one last thought then, if if that is the case, if we've got business leaders out there who are proactively pursuing it, I know you have clients and I have clients that are going through an employee survey process right now, and guess what? mind that bad boy for the bad news, you know, go, go in there and find the, the negative feedback that you're receiving and see that as an opportunity instead of, oh, well, I know why they said that. So-and-so mm -hmm. is just a terrible employee and they, you know, they're bitter that they didn't get a raise and no, 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 don't, don't shoot the messenger. Take that, take that news and run with it. Okay. Uh, All right. yeah, yeah. It was raining when they took the survey. They were depressed. <laughs> That's why we got the bad scores. No, no, there's something to be learned here. Not kill the messenger, but let's let's take a closer look at the message. Yeah, well, so this is very much related to the next uh, bad habit, number 19, passing the buck, the need to blame everyone but ourselves. Um, the, the phrase that uh, I like to say here is, uh, what part of this do you own? <laughs> what part of this do you own? Well, that's a classic. So, so when you think of what is it, what we're, you know, and, and I've become enlightened. I've, you know, I've listened to Brene Brown. 
talk about vulnerability and things like that, and which which I had zero instruction on growing up. So, <laughs> you know, you, you cut your arm off. Well, don't come complaining to me. <laughs> no, we, do, we don't want to, you know, and so, but, but what I learned was that, that taking responsibility, that owning up to things that didn't go well, that, that I was a part of is actually attracts people to you as a leader. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Would you I like wanna... to increase loyalty, screw up and recover? Yeah, screw up, recover, take responsibility yeah. for the screw up, right? Then recover, right? And so it is. It is so attractive for somebody to say, "Hey, man, I messed up." Yeah. Right? Can you help me? Yeah. Man, of course I can. Yeah. Versus, versus, I don't know what you people are doing. Uh, I don't know any of this. Right. Uh, you're all expendable. Yeah, I've heard this before. I can, I, I can get rid of you all, and replace you with a new team. Right. Right. Maybe not the team. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. My the most powerful example uh, uh, historically I remember of this was was the letter that was unearthed. It wasn't that long ago from uh, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces for the. You have the, told the me this. Yeah, this is and, so fascinating. And so he he you know he went around and he 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 was meeting with all the troops, he, he the presidents and the, all the heads of countries, and then the night before the invasion, he wrote a letter. The letter was in case it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. So if the Normandy invasion had not been successful, the letter was, you know, I have, you know, embarked, you know, we've embarked upon this mission. I've sent these troops into battle. It did not go well. It is a hundred percent my fault. Mm. And he put the letter in the drawer and he went to bed that night. He woke up the next morning, fully prepared to hand that letter to the president of the United States Amazing. and say, this didn't work. It's on me. Yeah. And as we know, it was successful, and, and he never had to show anybody the letter. But our you know, archivists found it later. Yeah, thank God they found that because that's that. What a testament to his leadership. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who would not want to work for, be led by that type of person? Yeah, I I love that, and I I, I think the thing that um, makes this uh, a, a special one is that you can pass the buck a number of different ways, right? It it could be a circumstance, it could be a person, um, but but there's just this there's this moment where you you have to look in the mirror and say what what part of this do I own? Um, and you and I have been through uh, where this happens in um, in the sales uh, or at least the I, I guess I should say the retail transaction relationship with a with a customer where when we fall down with a customer and then recover that customer by all these things we're talking about, uh, owning it, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, admitting our, our faults on this, that customer is actually more loyal, statistically speaking, than the person who never experiences anything but great service. So, mm -hmm. so there's a, and it's because of trust, right? Uh, I think we've talked on this podcast about Andy Stanley's four elements of trust too irrational, too or emotional, and the you know one of the one of the emotional elements is is just this you know are you real with me? Do I really believe you're you're authentic with me? Here's a way to do it. Don't pass the buck. Right. Yeah. You just own it, and it's interesting because number nineteen relates very close to number twelve on our list, which is which is you know mm. making excuses. So number twelve is making excuses. Number nineteen is passing the buck, yeah. and so. 
as you start to read through these, you start to see, okay, there's overlap here. Totally. And so it's, you know, it's kind of like one of those, uh, you know, behavioral assessments where they ask you the same question three or four different ways uh, just to yeah. see if the, your answers match all the way down the page. And yeah. so, and so I think this is one where, where if you're passing the buck, there's probably a good chance you're also making excuses. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. so, so as you read through these, there, there are similarities. And if, if you're relating to more than one, it's, it's, it might be worth it to go back and go, oh, yeah, I know, I know why I'm here. seeing both of those. They're very similar. Yep. Yep. That's All right. This is it. Number, the last one, number 20. An excessive need to be me. Uh, exalting our faults as virtues simply because they're who we are. I met this guy, right? He he sits in the meeting and goes, hey, uh, you know, I tell it like it is. So, uh, and and then he proceeds to basically have an excuse to say whatever the heck he wants to say. Um, and and uh, we have to excuse him for it because he's just going to tell it like it is. That's who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or my favorite, uh, you know, sorry, I'm running late. That's just what I do. <laughs> okay so just so we're clear just what you do is disrespect everybody else's time in the room well no no it's just who i am i just you know people you know people who know me they know that yeah i'm never on time <laughs> and just so we're clear there's never a point where you feel that you should be respectful of other people's time <laughs> right no 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 it's just you don't understand it's just the way i am <laughs> Marshall Goldsmith has this really good saying. He's like, if you're doing something and it's incredibly annoying, stop doing it. <laughs> if your blunt feedback never helps anybody improve performance, but does make them angry, right. maybe stop the blunt feedback. Right. right. If showing up late irritates your team, stop doing that. Yeah. You know, the, the old, you know, I was born that way. Uh, now, now, if it's a behavior within the scope of your control and it's setting your team back or holding you back, yeah, you know, as how you're viewed as a leader, then, then you, you, yeah, you got to take this excuse out of your game and, and, and change this behavior. Yeah. These are, these are not DNA issues. These are, uh, these are skills that you can develop, habits that you can set. Oh, yeah. I'm not a morning person. Right. Well, either change jobs that don't require you to start before 11 a.m. Yep. Or become a morning person. Change right. your habits. Quit the caffeine late at night. Go to bed earlier. Yeah. Right? Whatever you got to do, yep. change it. It's not I, working. <laughs> just as a, a specific example there, um, and I think I can say all this without violating HIPAA, um, my wife uh, was a, a nurse in a sleep clinic. And so she would hear lots of advice from the doctor about, um, you know, what what people could be doing uh, when they had their counseling session after a, a sleep overnight sleep clinic. And it was stunning to me how often the advice was, well, so so how much Mountain Dew are you drinking? Two liters at night? Maybe don't do that. You know, you play video games for four hours every evening. Maybe don't do that. There, there were so many very practical things. If you peeled back the onion, if you went to the root of that behavior, there were some things you could change. It wasn't just don't do that. It was, no, there, there, are, some, there are some habits that you can fix here. So 
that applies, frankly, to this whole list of 20 things. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely within the, the, the scope of your control. That's right. That's right. And so, so, all right. So we've reached the end. Yeah. And congratulations to our two viewers. You've made it. Yay! Yes, yes. virtual high five. <laughs> yeah, up in the air there, up high. So, all right, how do we wrap this up, Mark? Well, I, I, you, were, you were right on it, talking about what's under your control. And I, I think that that's, that's what we're, we would like you to do is to focus this down on, you know, pick the one thing, pick the one thing. Maybe it's that, you know, three of these uh, bad habits are cousins and you see the theme and you say, that's the thing I want to work on. Um, if you need help, as we've said before, ask those around you, you know, give, give them this printout uh, that we link to and say, you know, which one do you think is my biggest opportunity? I, I know that you think I'm a great person, you who are scared to give me feedback, but really, if I was going to work on one, what would it be? And, and come up with that one thing that's going to be the focus for you. Um, now, it's hard to focus on not doing something, I think. I think it's easier to focus on doing something. So, so maybe talk to yourself and talk with those around you about what's a good habit that would replace the bad habit, right? Like, so we've already talked about that several times, you know, um, not thanking people. How about instead use the AID method to give thanks to those around you? You know, there, there's a quick example. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're going to do that, structure is really going to dictate the behavior. Um, you know, what's the reminder that's going to be in your system to make sure you keep working on that behavior. You know, is it a sticky note on your computer? Is it putting your watch on the wrong hand? You know, what, what will be the thing that physically reminds you uh, to, to work on the behavior? Um, another is uh, who are you going to give an account to? Who are you going to look in the eye and say, here's, uh, here's how I did this week on uh, thanking people. Um, I was able to do it three times on Monday, but I, I fell off on Tuesday, but I got back on, on Wednesday and Thursday and was able to do it two times each day. Whatever it is, there's got to be some method where you give an account, right? That's what accountability is. You're giving an account to that person or that, that group. And, um, and the final one on that is just how are you going to celebrate? You know, put, put a milestone out there for yourself where you say, you know, when I get to where I'm in the habit, uh, you know, five days a week at, at work, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything big, you know, it can, it can just be, you know, I'm going to go get a Dairy Queen blizzard. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take my wife out for dinner. I, I, you know, what, whatever that thing would be. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make that purchase that I have been thinking about making. Those are all silly examples. I bet you can think of a million more silly examples that apply better to you and how you celebrate. But yeah, it's all of this is about focusing yourself on the one thing probably a positive behavior and then putting in the structure that's going to dictate the behavior, the, the you know, the accountability, the reminders and uh, the, the celebration. Mm -hmm. Now you make an excellent point. So, so, you know, Marshall Goldsmith wrote this list uh, from the negative perspective. And so literally you could take this same list and write it in a completely positive perspective. Yeah. Take responsibility, express gratitude, right? Right. You can take this. So, so, so take this list that, you know, the, it's written in a negative format to get your attention. Right. It's, and this is to, meant to resonate with the bad part of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed <laughs> to smack you around a little, like smack you upside the head so that you'll, you'll emotionally engage and proactively take, take action. Yeah. So, so flipping it over and saying, okay, do the opposite of these things. And you make a very good point. Pick one 
And don't forget the habit tracker. Uh, we covered yes. that in the previous, previous episode. So you put it as a line on your habit tracker and you click, you color in the box every time you express gratitude to somebody. You color in the box every time you take responsibility. You do whatever it is you're working on. Yeah. Right. You you track it. You use you use the the technology. Uh, I've 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 quit having people make to do lists in my workshops. I now say take out your phone and set a reminder. Yes. And they they set a reminder and then say you know set it how often do you want it to remind you daily every two right. days once a week. This technology is is literally part of you at this point. Can we make it work for you? So, yeah. So deciding and what are you going to work on. What that specific behavior looks like, setting yourself reminders, use the technology, use the the habit tracker, whatever it works, but to keep it top of mind as you work to make this just a part of your being. Once it is, you can go work on the the next one. I love that. I love that. I I actually have a reminder like that with my kids that uh, says, uh, be patient and present. Mm -hmm. Um, And three times a day, I I get that message. And um, well, anyway, I'm still working on it. Okay, so uh, we'll just keep moving on. But I, yeah, trying to be more patient and present. That's a that's a habit. So, uh, all right, what what else do we need to cover here, Mike? As we're wrapping up, I don't know. I think we covered it brilliantly. <laughs> I would like to express my gratitude for the work that you put in on this, uh, and uh, you know, I think we did a really good job. And uh, like we said through this whole thing. Neither one of us are immune to this list. Oh my word! Yeah. We are, we are, we are fixer uppers, baby. We are works in progress, and there are things on this list that I, I, I am actively working on, and so I, I, I see this as something that that will never be done. I might get better, but there's still more upside to to some of these behaviors. So Amen to that. We'll That's we'll keep working on it. If you'll keep working on it, if you ever want to discuss it. Uh, our contact information is in the uh, comments below, and, and we're happy to talk. Uh, we can share our journey. We can discuss your journey. Happy to do either or both. Amen to that. And uh, as always, uh, like, subscribe, send us your thoughts for future episodes. Um, and uh, I just can't believe, you know, this is like episode 47, something like that, something crazy like that. 40, yeah, 47. Yeah, it's nuts. That's nuts. It's been hey, about a year's worth of this. Once a week. So good. <laughs> yes. I say we go get ourselves a cookie dough blizzard. I, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Most excellent. All right. Let's hear the announcer effu- effusively praise us. <laughs> and that's it. Join us next time when you'll hear Mike say, well, I'm sure he'll say something pithy. Don't miss it. Next time, it doesn't take a genius.